You're with Julian on the brown note. <laughs> I always feel like I'm Conan from The Simpsons. Only I may dance. Um, a couple of weeks ago, this is a follow-up to uh, Scott Morrison's vaccination vacation piece, which I did a few weeks back, uh, where I pointed out that it was entirely his fault um, by not securing enough vaccine, uh, vaccines and by a terrible rollout and being a man of incredible lack of leadership or insight uh, and how things were going to get much better, uh, sorry, much worse in this country and that it would last for much longer because um, we wouldn't have enough of the population vaccinated. So we keep having lockdowns. Here we are. <laughs> and Sydney has a lockdown. Uh, if you're listening live, we've been in lockdown now for about four days um first one for first greater sydney lockdown for an entire year um this is um of course on the cards we've been riding our luck with covid so much um australia was the gold standard but you can't be a gold standard when it's by luck and scott morrison's leadership skills are so bad uh, and his gut instincts are so horrible when it comes to policy and decision making it was obvious that it was just our isolation that we never had any cases to begin with and also the fact that you know america's got something like 35 million cases or something incredible 600,000 dead um, so we never had that and also we have very strong state leadership so he didn't do anything to get us there but having a really incompetent person at the wheel sooner or later the direction you're heading is going to be a problem um the current lockdown apart from scomo uh, is Gladys's fault? We've seen the media pile onto Dan Andrews every time there's a lockdown and give Gladys a free pass. So there is a certain element of Schadenfreude going on at the moment, and some people are getting abused for saying that. But um, she did actually say that we don't go into lockdown in Sydney because, you know, we're better than that a few weeks ago. Oh dear, that was silly, wasn't it? Or words to that effect. But as far as I saw, um, the case being made a couple of weeks ago was it's different to Victoria because we know where all the cases are. There aren't any random cases coming through. Then random cases started coming through a week ago, over a week ago. So that seemed to be the tipping point into having a lockdown. And the expert opinion is that we've left it too late. Uh, and the two weeks that we've been given will probably be extended. But it's going to keep happening throughout the year. Now, um, Gladys has ridden her luck as well because she's got the press on her side no matter what she does. And she's not done terrible with COVID at all, but neither has Dan Andrews. Dan Andrews has done... Welcome back, Dan. I stand with Dan. He's uh, been a magnificent leader, one of the probably the best leader in the whole country and has just been smashed by the media. He hasn't been up to his neck in $200 million corruption scandals or affairs scandals. Um, Gladys has, but she's still a saint. That's another piece as well now in not having the vaccine in place or having quarantine facilities dedicated quarantine facilities are the federal government's responsibility and a lot of these cases are coming through our flawed hotel quarantine system that we've got in place these are things that scott morrison never dealt with uh, he washed his hands of the whole thing he has um, a very big hand in the aged care problems that we've been having and instead of focusing on ways of dealing with things, his entire motor operation is to focus on spin and the 24-hour news cycle. Um, so he's been politicising what's been happening in Victoria and playing both sides of the fence by saying, oh, we're going to be tough on COVID and the causes of COVID 
and we will decide when COVID comes here and in what form it comes. Um, while doing next to nothing, he just had a presser today and he just announced nothing because he hasn't really got anything and he hasn't changed any plans. The number one being getting more vaccines and improving the rollout, which is why we've got the worst to come. Um, the reason we've got the worst to come is we have... Um, so I'm just looking at the... I had the rates up. So it's the fact that we won't have enough of the population vaccinated to be able to open up fully like other countries have. The estimated rate of vaccination for the country to be safe from COVID is 60 to 70%. And Australia is at 4.75%. The government said that they hope to have 4 million people vaccinated by March and the entire country by October. Uh, at our current pace, roughly 784,000 doses a week, we can expect to reach the tipping point of 40 million doses by April next year. That's missing the boat by quite a lot. We had, remember, a massive run-up. We didn't land in this with the kind of turmoil that Italy or the UK or America had, which was thousands of cases straight away absolutely destroying everything. We had virtually nothing happen and we won't be fully vaccinated until April next year, which means our current rate, we won't be safe to open up fully by the end of this year, which means we'll have lockdowns throughout this year, which means uh, that will have that knock-on effect on our economy and on our international borders, which will have huge impacts. Um, the Treasury says there should be no more after the end of this year. That's coming from the Treasury. Now, this is a best-case scenario at the moment, that we'll have a safe amount of people vaccinated by probably seven months' time, if everything goes well. Americans can now visit. America had something like 36 million cases and 600,000-plus deaths, the worst in the world still. Americans can now go overseas there are 90 countries where they can visit uh, the united states is finally inching towards normalcy after one of the worst cor coronavirus outbreaks in the world with 33 million cases and 600,000 deaths uh, indeed the welcome mat that had been rolled up for americans for much of 2020 is now back in place and more than 90 countries have reopened to u.s tourists including iceland uh, which began allowing U.S. travelers as of April, Greece in April, um, and Italy is now accepting U.S. travelers without quarantine, without quarantine if they travel on COVID-tested flights, Spain too, Denmark too, and they've got 46% of their population vaccinated. Imagine that. They had the worst outbreak on Earth, but because they got enough vaccines in advance, and they rolled it out very successfully where they've now got 46% of their population vaccinated, 10 times what we have in Australia, they are back to normal. They can go on holiday overseas without going in quarantine. The UK, which has been in utter turmoil, one of the highest per capita rates in the developed world of deaths, <coughs> they've got <coughs> excuse me, 47% vaccinated. Our neighbours in New Zealand have got 8%, which is quite low, but they don't lock down. They've had like hardly any lockdowns and hardly any cases at all. And we sit below Moldova, Bolivia and Laos on 4.75%. Um, we're going to have the enormous economic impacts 
of uh, the shutdowns, which will continue every time there's even a minor outbreak. Um, the lack of tourism, the, tur the tourist dollar is one of the biggest in the world, and it's opening up for regions like Europe and America, but not here. Not people coming to here or traveling from here. Also, we have a huge amount of work that happens in the wineries, to the banana plantations, fruit picking that relies on foreign visitors, back from backpackers to foreigners that are just coming here to pick. None of those people are here. So we've got this massive gap of our economy having none of the people at the bottom of the, the ladder actually moving it around. So what's going to happen there? We're going to lose a lot of money. And the reason it is um, different this year and why I say it's worse than last year, I was unemployed last year. They doubled the doll, so it was finally livable. They made you, you know, you'd get uh, six, six, seven hundred bucks a week, say average rent in Sydney, $500 a week for a one-bedroom flat. Suddenly you're in the ballpark of being able to subsist. Then they cut it back to 350 bucks a week, including rental assistance. No one can actually live on their own anywhere in Sydney on that money. You would, what would you live on if you lived in a shared house? Virtually nothing. And the other thing is they gave you 20 grand of your superannuation. I took that and I took the extra doll and I spent all of it on rent, on bills, on food. This year, none of that extra money is there. All of the people that didn't get evicted last year or stop paying their bills or stop paying their credit card or stop paying everything that the economy relies on, stop going to shops, all of that is going to be gone this year because there is no financial boost to those people. And that will have a dramatic knock-on effect to all of the businesses that will be losing money. And we aren't even feeling that yet because what happened is a lot of people took that 20 grand of their super and the extra money in the doll and managed to taper out and we're running low by this year and running lower and lower and lower and now they're screwed because we will see the eviction rates go through the roof there's no financial assistance there's no government blocking people being evicted it's going to be a bloodbath out there and no one will say that but it's going to happen and we're going to keep having hospitality workers and retail workers laid off because they keep having lockdowns and businesses will keep closing and that isn't going to stop. Um, <coughs> Scott Morrison's just a, <coughs> a terrible leader to have in dangerous times like this because he just doesn't have the substance to actually think anything through. He doesn't even see the problem. He sees the front cover of newspapers, how he can hold a stubby better, how he can wear his footy shirt better, how he can talk about the family like he's something off of an American sitcom. And we need very definite Dan Andrews style decision making and strength and we just don't have it at the top he failed in the advanced planning despite having almost nothing else to deal with he gave us a terrible economy going into covid giving us less of a cushion against any shocks he didn't source enough vaccines he only sourced them from one place and now we're relying on Pfizer after August he bungled the rollout um, he bungled the uh, places where you could actually stay outside of the hotel quarantine system, no dedicated quarantine facilities. 
So he's just been very incompetent. And um, he is also capable of far more calamities down the road to come, especially if he's campaigning for an election. So, Skoma, you're going to get judged by the electorate very, very harshly. Uh, this is from the Gone But Forgotten album by Simple Minds, another classic tune from that 1982 New Gold Dream.